This is the TJ Show podcast. I got home yesterday and I look around our living room and it looks like a tornado ripped through our living room. There's toys everywhere. The Barbie dream house exploded. You have three little girls. They're going to be having fun. Yeah. Barbies all over the carpet. There's a little elephant that's tucked in to our couch. I guess they, they put the elephant to bed. And I go, hey guys, can you do me a favor? Can you clean up? My eight-year-old starts screaming, I don't want to clean up. My five-year-old, she starts making sounds like this. That's that's how I feel when I'm cleaning the house. (laughs) And Noah, my three-year-old, just kind of looks at me, but doesn't do anything. She's precious. And it's such an event. My wife and I looked at each other and said, we've got a problem here. Like We're just asking you to clean up the mess that you've made. Hey, this is not our mess. You guys did this. Look, we had a perfectly clean house and then look what you did. Yeah. And it was like a horror movie just to ask the question, will you clean up? And so I had enough. Once everything settled down, everyone got calm. We said, okay, we're going to we're gonna deal with this in a little bit. I had to go out. There's a local farmer's market near me that's run by Amish people. Okay. And every time I go there, their kids are not complaining. And these Amish kids are mowing the lawn. They're moving cows around. They're doing much more than cleaning up Barbies, to put it lightly. And so I thought, I need to interview these Amish people and find out, like, what are they doing with their kids? And can they help me with my kids? Oh, my goodness. And so I did. I I bought some fruit, and I asked uh, the nice Amish mom if she'd be willing to talk to me about her kids. What is your name? Annie. Annie, it's so nice to meet you. Hello. You see me here all the time, right? Yes. You have amazing fruit. Thank you. So I have a question for you guys. I noticed that your kids who run around the farm and they mow things, they're so well behaved. And my kids will not clean up anything. What do I do? That's a very good question. I mean, discipline goes a long way, but they don't always like to work. So your kids don't like to work sometimes? Oh, sometimes they don't, know. They seem like so happy when they're doing it. And I just literally asked my kids to clean up toys out of the living room. And she started screaming, no, I don't want to clean up. Yeah? Well, I can't say my kids would scream, but they, well, I don't feel like it. I was so annoyed by that. I said, you know, we go to that Amish farm. You see how great the kids have behaved. Can you please just clean something up? And they were like, no, I don't want to. I want to just watch TV. And it's like, no wonder why you guys don't have TV. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. I mean... It gets them to go outside and, yeah, enjoy farm life. Uh, no, don't take this the wrong way, but if I ever wanted to be Amish, could I be at this point, or is it too late for me? You would have to make a big change. That's about the... Okay, follow-up question. If I wanted to drop my kids off here with you for a couple of days, would you be open to that? Uh, I'm afraid not. Okay. That's a bummer. I was hoping you'd say yes, and then I talked to my wife about it. She'd have to approve, but I just think, you know, it's so great. You guys work so hard, and I just love it. It's just one of the things, I mean, there's too many. Yeah, and with people coming in here, I'm afraid. I'm afraid now. Well, we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for the great fruit. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, and you have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
If you're a parent, you know you'll try all kinds of things to help get your kids to just listen. I went to the Amish farm and I started asking questions. And can you see why they've banned television from their community? Yeah, she says she didn't want your kids there because there a lot of things are going on. They don't want the kids in the way, but really she doesn't want your screaming kids there. I love that. Yes, I love that she took my question seriously. She gave <laughs> right. me a follow-up answer. Yeah. I think I think she thought I was for real. She was like, Mm-mm, don't bring no baby kids over <laughs> yeah, here. No, no, no. Yeah, You know, being a parent is tough and I'm not complaining. Sure. I'm I'm just looking for a solution, Jabo. We need solutions, and we've got to start getting creative. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Jeremy, you there? Good morning. <laughs> Say hi to Jabo and Kenny. What's up, Jeremy? Jabo, hey. Kenny, how are y'all? Hey, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, you had quite an interesting moment happen. Jeremy is a big animal lover. All right. And you've had dogs and cats, and there's one cat that you had named Minnie. And Minnie lived how many years? Oh, many, almost 20. 20 I mean, years. That's impressive. That's an animal. Yeah. That's an animal who knows how to live life and not right. give up. And so 20 years, and you've had this cleaning lady who has cleaned your house for many years. And of course, Minnie and the cleaning lady, they always cross paths. Absolutely. She loved Minnie. Minnie loved her. And one day, unfortunately, year 20, the cat dies. Mm. Sad for everyone. Of you course. imagine your little Apollo. Yeah, I have a cat Apollo, and he's 15 years old, and I'm, I'm just thinking about the day he might pass, and that makes me sad. Yeah, sorry to bring that up, but mm-hmm. this happens, and you know, obviously, uh, Jeremy's uh, the woman who cleans his home. Very, very sad because yeah. got to know Minnie, and you know how cats are when right. anyone comes in the house, they kind of watch them and mm-hmm. become a part of their lives. Well, three months later, the weirdest thing happened after Minnie's been out of the house. This woman is cleaning one of Jeremy's guest rooms, and who does she see? Minnie is no. there looking at her, and she freaked out, right, Jeremy? I had her displayed on the bed. I had her freeze-dried <laughs> and got her back, and I wanted her to look natural. If you've never seen an animal freeze-dried, it's amazing because it looks, it looks it's basically what? them. But their eyes are closed. It looks, uh, there's no way you could tell that they're gone unless you try to go pick them up and notice they're dead. So imagine, uh, like, you know, three months, the cat's gone, and then all of a sudden, Minnie's there, just on the bed. It's like, whoa, 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 what happened? Now, what does it cost to freeze dry your animal? It's like a thousand bucks. And why but did you? Why? Yeah, that's good. You've, <laughs> you're, why? You're asking the important question. Why did you want to freeze dry Minnie? Well, you know, all of my friends are asking the same question you are, J-Bo. Like, why? Well, do you have an answer? Yeah, because I want to know. Have you figured it out yet? I know it's weird. I know it's weird. But the the main reason is I can't imagine burning them or burying them. It's kind of like my family, although I don't think they'll get them freeze-dried. But I don't want (laughs) to let them go or bury them. (laughs) I just, I want them there always. And what you love about them, all my friends are like, it's not them. It's their, you know, everything's gone. Right. But that's what I loved about my baby Minnie. I got to pet her. You know, her fur is still the same. I get to pinch that little tail. It, it Everything about it is her. And so... Wait, so you're I, still touching your freeze-dried animal? Oh, I, I go by and I was, morning, you little sweet Minnie, and give her a pet on the bed when I'm when I'm upstairs or say hi or I'll bring my friends in. Yes, I it, it's a proud moment to have Minnie back home. Jeremy, you're one oh, of dear. my most unique friends. And I thank you for sharing this story. I I have a little statue in my parents' house of my childhood dog, and we put it her collar 
on the statue. And do you know, the weirdest thing happened when my dog, Luna, who's alive today, saw that statue for the first time, she actually got on her back in front of it. I guess really? the scent of Twinkie, my childhood dog, was still on the leash, and she thought it was an animal for a second. She must have felt really stupid after she realized well, it was a, a statue. Here's the thing. If, if that is the case, if the scent was still on there, your dog, Twinkie, you've shared, was a evil dog. So your dog, Luna, knew. <laughs> yeah. and she was like, mm, I'm, not playing with, I'm not playing with that statue. Bow down to the monster. That's right. That's about Did a third of a sense. one thing? Yes. Kenny's been very quiet through this whole thing. Kenny, are you secretly judging me on this? No, but I do have questions. Is it stiff? Is the cat stiff? Yeah, it's weird because if you pick the cat up at the very bottom, it's flat. Like oh. it looks like you know, they've been. <laughs> just, you know, so you can't. The optics are a little weird if you pick her up. You just have to let her lay there. You know, Jeremy, I am judging you a little bit. However, I understand why to like, keep your pet home because I had a dog that passed away years ago and I had him cremated and I still have his ashes in the canister. Oh, yeah. So I get it. Well, people yeah. get animals taxidermied all the time. I really don't see a problem with this at all, Jeremy. No, I'm fine. all for it. I never said it was a problem. It was just interesting to me. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for sharing this story. Yes, thank you. Or DJ, thank you all for having me on. Yeah, please uh, scratch Minnie's left ear if it's still fully intact. <laughs> I'll do that first. <laughs> right. You're a pretty girl. L- love you, Jeremy. Love you. This is the TJ Show. And I need to make an announcement. I guess some would label this a public service announcement. The radio is very important for this because we want to make sure you know everything that's going to keep you safe, right? That, should, that probably should have kept going if I really wanted to make this sound intense. Okay, there it's we go. To make a point, yeah. So, public service announcement. If you are traveling to any nations where they have giraffes, you are not allowed to take their feces and bring them home to America. It's illegal. <laughs> And I'm bringing this up. You may say, well, that sounds pretty random. No, it's not. No. This has happened. Customs officials in Minnesota seized a box of giraffe feces from a traveler who arrived from Kenya and said she planned to use the droppings to make a necklace. Now, uh, you're into jewelry, j I am. Uh, would you buy that necklace? Eh, probably not. I, but I do suppose, you know, I, I read a book about the global economy that we're in, and they said that you could have a fringe business idea, and it's a very good chance it would take off, because if you're talking about the whole world who can purchase your products on the internet, you'll find an audience. Of course now, you'll find people. I don't know anyone in that audience, but maybe she does. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a news release, the passenger declared the giraffe feces. <laughs> And stated she had obtained the droppings in Kenya and planned to make the necklace. At least she was honest. The passenger also stated in the past that she has used uh, droppings from a moose at her home in Iowa. So, yeah, they're right. Kenny is a professional moose sound maker. Go ahead, share. That's a that's a talent. Yep, that's exactly what they do. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm proud of his talent. I don't know if you are, but I think that's I can't quite do impressive. a giraffe quite yet. Yeah, if you can work on that, that would be great. There is real danger, this warning goes on to say, with bringing droppings into the U.S. This is very serious stuff. If a person has entered the U.S. and has not declared these items, there's a high possibility that a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry or just even having this here in the States and develop uh, potential serious health issues. 
They said any droppings brought to the U.S. by an overseas traveler require a veterinary services permit. So this is good news. If you do need to travel with this type of cargo, you've just got to get it approved by a, by a vet and go through the proper channels. Okay. So don't go to bed Oof. crying tonight, right? Kenny, uh, I know. Relief. Jewelry business can still exist. You know what's amazing? We have such a hard time when uh, people walk their dogs, they won't pick up after the dogs, but we got oh. people trying to travel with giraffe droppings. I mean, it's it's a wild world that we're in, isn't if, it? Yeah. If this is her business, I got plenty of <laughs> droppings I can, I can send her away. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we can get a hold of, dogs of my building. that park down the street right. from you. I know. I've Trust me. I know. And you're a <laughs> sneaker collector. You know. Oh, I know. You've, uh, you've seen some damage <laughs> yes, down there. You know, it's interesting. I mean, you got to respect people's art form, right? Yeah. What is art? That's always the great question. It's well, subjective. I, all I know is that's a pretty you know whaty necklace that uh, she's bringing back to the <laughs> states. <laughs> Kenneth, let's be nice, okay? We uh, don't want. <laughs> what is what is your art? Your art is making a moose sound. <laughs> what, what if somebody judged that? <clears throat> it hurt your feelings, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Art you, is art. You've been disciplined. <laughs> this is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on. We just want to keep you safe and out of trouble. That's all we're trying to do here. This is the TJ Show. TikTok is one of my least favorite places on earth. I like it there. I know you do. And I saw what you posted, and I'm starting to like it a little more now because of you, j There you go. You just sort of changed my life a little bit. And I, I really hate to admit this because I don't want to learn things from TikTok. I don't want to spend time on TikTok. Well, you've heard of YouTube University. I also believe TikTok is a university. Okay. All right. Everyone's got the universities, and that's part of the problem today. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> I guess uh, if I want to fit in with TikTok, I could say hashtag mind blown emoji, right? Jabo, isn't that what you do on TikTok? Uh, <laughs> Uncle TJ, I'm going to need no, you I'm to not... not say that. No, the thing is, <laughs> I'm cool because I don't use TikTok, Jabo. So there. Okay, fine, yeah. That's how I if see it. You want to believe that? Yeah, I'm down. But here's why TikTok's getting better for me. Jabo posted a video, and you said you learned this on TikTok too. I did. By the way, I'm in my 30s. I'm not. I'm not 70 years uh, yeah. old. Like the he's not even old. No, he's I just, just has an old man soul. I'm allowed to be annoyed by things that other people, like you know, my age, like. I I don't care. I don't want to be on TikTok, That's and fair. I'm fine with it. So Jabo posts a video. I've been driving in cars my whole life, and I didn't know that when you pull your visor out to the right, it actually slides on that little pole. This right. is the visor in your car. Yeah. And do you know for years I've been driving around and I've had to position my visor in such a way to block out the sun from that little spot that the visor doesn't cover? Me too. And I'm a short person, so that's even harder. Let me test this on Kenny. Kenny. Yes. What's up, dude? What's going on, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that your visor, if you pull it out to the right, it like slides on that little pole? Yeah. You did? Yeah. You knew that before J-Bo posted that video? Uh Uh-huh. How did you find that out? Uh, Trial and error. It was really sunny, and I started messing around, and I pulled on the thing, and ooh, it slid out. So it was by accident. You thought you broke it, didn't you? Yeah, nobody told me. I didn't learn right. this in a book. Okay. Or so on TikTok, for that matter. You are, uh, you're very impressive. Well, that, thank you. But it happened by accident. See, they don't tell you this when you buy the car. You'd think they'd mention this right. at some point. It should Heather, be the manual. did you know about this? And do you have it in your car? Your car is a little bit older. I did know about it, and I, learned it, I learned it on TikTok. Hey! <laughs> so fairly recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm impressed with this. And I also feel kind of dumb. Like, if I've been driving in cars my whole life, and that's been a thing, I should know that, and I don't know. Do you always have your sunglasses with you? Yes. 
I often forget my sunglasses, so I have to figure out something or I'm not going to be able to see. So yeah, I just fooled around with it until I realized. You had no choice. I had no choice. You know, and there's something that it's kind of like life. You come up with, you have these problems and you have to get creative to solve them. And you Survival did. of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can now see. And I don't know if a visor is survival of the fittest. No, okay. it's, you, we, all, we always want comfort, right? Yeah. So yeah. how are we going to get comfort if we don't find our comfort? That's true. Well, Jabo, thank you for posting that. You're welcome. See, all those, how many hours did you scroll to find out that information? It was quick. As soon as I jumped on TikTok, it was there. So it was right away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And That's if you cool. want to know what we're talking about, you can go to our TikTok at Radio TJ. So. Go check that out. And that's like going on the beach and thinking like, oh, I'm going to find some shark teeth. And you find one right See? away. It's, you never expect that to happen, but that's wonderful. j yeah. thank you for enhancing my life today. No problem, dude. I got you. I learned something on TikTok. What's that, Kenny? Do you know the spoon, for lack of a better term, that you use to scoop pasta out of the pot? You mean a spoon? Yeah. Well, mine's got like the little spiky edges. It's got little prongs on it. Yeah. It's got the little prongs and lets you grab the angel hair pasta. There's a hole in the handle at the end of that spoon, yeah, that's the perfect size to measure out one serving of pasta. If you take the dried pasta noodles and put it in that hole, fill it up, that's one serving size of pasta to throw right in the pot. The little hole at the end of the spoon that you use to hang up the spoon from a hook? No. So that hole gives you the perfect size. It's the same on every one, according to TikTok. I and don't it's believe the perfect that. serving size. Do you believe that, Jabo? My mind is just blown right now. I'm going to go home and try it because I'm like, wait, hold on wait, a minute. But couldn't you only fit like what, 30 pieces of pasta in there or something? How much is a serving of pasta? Probably 30 pieces of pasta. And pasta grows. It's, it's plenty by the time it gets all wet and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, pasta is sort of like that little alligator toy. I bet they got, you know that alligator toy that's like the size of a Tic Tac and then you put it in the tub and it fills up the whole yeah. tub? Yeah. I bet they got that idea from pasta. That's pasta but technology. TikTok just leads to like mind-blowing conversations. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Are you watching this show, The Golden Bachelor 2? I can't stand most reality television. And I'm actually disturbed by how much time it takes out of people's lives. But you throw a 72-year-old man on The Bachelor, and you get a bunch of senior citizens in a room. I'm a fan. I'm down to watch this. I have a grandpa. He's 93. I love senior citizens. Some of my favorite people to hang out with are people over 70. So this is my cup of tea, and Kenny, you're right there with me. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Every Thursday night, appointment television for me. Jabo, have you started watching it? I did. I started watching it, yep. How are I, you feeling? I don't even watch The Bachelor. I don't care for reality TV. Yes, I don't I care. I think it's ridiculous. But I like this. I like the fact that Gary, the 72-year-old dude who lost his wife a couple years ago, has enough love left in his heart that he wants to spread to somebody else. Yeah, I'm with you, Jabo. It's weird. It's like it's crossed through the barrier of protection that I put up for myself. Me too. To not be touched by reality yes. television. And this thing is touching my heart. I'm like, what are, what are we going to do about this? I hope they don't do another season. For real. I ain't got time for that. They're going to do another season. They'll be the Golden Bachelorette next. They're going to pick one of these <laughs> women from this season, and oh, then she'll be the Golden I'd Bachelorette next year. I bet my life savings on that. Let's meet Opal. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Good to see you. Well, what'd you like last night? I didn't get to watch last night's episode. Well, I love it. So right off the bat, all the women move into the famous Bachelor Mansion where they host this show every year, and they're complaining about the bunk beds in the bedrooms. Of course they would. <laughs> they're all fighting over who's getting the lower bunk because they don't want to climb up. What? 
person over 80, except for that lady who's 104 and still doing rock climbing. Remember her? And skydiving, yeah. Yeah. Who else is climbing up a ladder to get into the top bunk bed? That sounds like torture. I know, you had one woman saying, I've had double knee surgery. I'm not climbing up that ladder. See, Fair. <laughs> this is an example of how the producers of this show they don't care. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Bunk beds. Oh, yes. Are you kidding me? Well, they were fighting over the ba- the bed that was closest to the bathroom because, you know, a lot of them get up at night to, to use the bathroom. <laughs> so yeah. they want to be closest to the bathroom. That was the prime Poor spot. Poor babies, man. I feel for them. I really do. Are any of them complaining? Like, I can't believe I signed up for this. No, I haven't had much of that. I, that's one thing about this. There's hardly as much drama as there usually is on The Bachelor. You could tell that these women and Gary know what they want, and they're not wasting any that's time. That's what I'm talking about. When you get older, you ain't got time for foolishness. You yeah. just don't. And that's that's admirable. Yes. Th- that's part of the reason why I think I love hanging out with old people, because they're just they're overall the nonsense mm-hmm. already. First of all, they're just talking about things the way they are. Yep. They don't care. Right. They're just saying what they see. Like my grandpa is the ultimate. I will sit down. So my grandpa is a musician. His whole life, pretty much. Like, he's been in jazz clubs. He still has his saxophone at 93. He still plays songs. He can still get up there with, like, the greatest jazz guys and get the crowd standing up for him, clapping. It's pretty amazing. And at the same time, I have started taking piano lessons, and I've been taking them for three years now. I will sit down on his piano. He'll listen to one song, and then I'll say, all right, that's it. It sounds like you worked really hard on that. (laughs) Yeah, I I pretty much get... Like, I would expect most grandparents, right, would just lie to their grandkids and be like, hey, you're sounding really good. You know, you're up there. And he has no no time for it. And I I totally understand. You know what I do? I work harder. That's right. I'm going to be a better piano player because of it. If one of your daughters were sitting at his piano plunking away, I bet he'd be a little bit nicer to them. No, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. (laughs) Okay. They would tell him to keep working harder. And they should. They better play that a little smoother. (laughs) One thing about this, it is tough because Gary's a widower. And there are several women on the show who are also widows. So that comes up quite a bit. Mm. It does get emotional. It's hard to watch, but it's also such a beautiful thing. And, you know, they talk about how they miss their past spouse, but how they're still right hopeful. Now? It is. It's it's really beautiful. Like, for instance, there was a, the group date was they, they took romance novel cover shoots. Oh. And one of the women okay. wore a wedding dress costume. And she broke down because she realized that it was the first time she put on a wedding dress since her actual wedding day and her husband passed away. But Jerry's there to relate to her. Yeah. So it is, it's a beautiful thing. All I right, do... don't give away anymore because people are still going to watch right, it. Right, I got to watch it tonight. Yeah. I'm saving it. You've yeah. said too much, Kenny. Okay, uh, but, no, no more spoilers for No, me. no, but I am all in. I, I'm excited about this. I'm trying to convince my wife just to watch it because I want to get old like it. with her. Like, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I know people are afraid of getting old. I like the idea of getting old with Jess. Well, now I say whatever I want. People think I'm rude. I can't wait till I'm old and people don't, people don't care if I'm <laughs> yeah. rude or not. They're just like, she's old. <laughs> right, this is the <laughs> TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening on this Friday? TJ, how do you feel about small talk? I used to hate it. Now I understand that it's a way for us to get used to one another to see if we're, like, safe. It's almost like when kids go to the playground and they start testing one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strike up a little conversation. You want to see, like, are you dealing with a weird person or not? You're right. gauging people. Yeah. And it could be an entryway into deeper connections. Exactly. Like, if you can get the small talk right, then you can get into real conversation. So I understand it better now. So I saw this article from Matt Abrams, who's a professor at Stanford, 
And he sees the value in small talk, and in particular, one phrase that he says he uses all the time. As far as small talk is concerned, he says it helps us forge new or deeper connections with others by allowing us to discover unexpected areas of common interest. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And a lot of time when you have these small talk conversations, the instinct is to shift the conversation back to yourself. He says, use this three-word phrase for those deeper connections. Tell me more. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. You know, most people just want to talk about themselves. And I've been out to some lunches with Jabo. Jabo's particularly good about asking questions. She makes me do work. <laughs> Tell I, me more. I have to answer questions. <laughs> Like, I don't get to just hear Jabo talk about herself. Like, when I go out to lunch with Kenny, who loves to tell me about everything that's going on in his I'm world. I'm sure he asks you right. questions, yeah. too. <laughs> you, can keep, you can ask Kenny one question, and then he just goes the whole I'll four. I'll go. Yeah. He will. Um, and I've been, out, I, I've been out to lunch with people. I ask them one question. The whole meal is them. And that's fine. I'm okay yeah. with that. And uh, you learn a lot you do. when you just ask a question like that. Yeah, so tell me more, he calls a support response that supports what the other person is saying. The opposite is a shift response, which shifts the conversation back to you. So let's say your friend is complaining about their annoying neighbor upstairs. You say, yeah, well, you wouldn't believe what my neighbor's been putting me through. That's a shift response. Mm. Making it about you. Making, Making it about, it about me. You. Got you. Or you could say, tell me more yeah. and further the conversation, deepen that connection. That's so good. I like small that. Small talk is important. Hey, put that in your back pocket, Jabo. Tell me I more. Will. <laughs> <laughs> right next to your, I want to keep talking about you. Right, exactly. Kenny, what else do you have? In a recent interview, Arnold Schwarzenegger lamented about getting old, promoting his new book, Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. He talked about how he struggles looking at himself in the mirror and seeing how much his body has changed. Was this his interview with Howard? Yes. Did you hear it yet? I haven't heard it yet. Okay. But That's I look very... forward to listening. I can imagine what it sounded like, though. That's very interesting, though, because, like... Arnold has been always been a good-looking man, bodybuilder, buff, and he's still fit, even yeah. at his age. Well, Arnold, you're depressing me now uh, because I I think you look better than me, and if you're not happy with your body, what right. do you think of my body? Oh, I look in the mirror, I only see six abs. I remember, I used to have 12 abs. Oh, yeah, those were the days. Right, Arnold's still there. You still got it. Those were the days. I used to look like a Greek god. Can you do a workout for your Arnold impression? Give me a couple more ahs before you start. Three now. Now try it. I used to look like a Greek god, but now I only look like Hercules. Is it better, Jabo? You tell me. You sound like Arnold to me. Okay. Yeah. That's Arnold right there. He said even though his physique isn't as muscular as it used to be, he's still full of energy. And he says it bothers him, but he doesn't let it bother him too much in the sense that Getting older happens to everybody, so you got to make the most out of what you got. He needs to stop beating up on himself because this is the man that a few months ago got annoyed with a pothole in his neighborhood <laughs> yep. and filled Ow. it himself. Yeah, he did. Ow, got to the pothole. I <laughs> hey, come on, Arnold. You all right, bro? Now Arnold also owns a donkey. I have a whole zoo in my backyard. No, no, just talk as Kenny because I know you know he's got a donkey. Is, he's, is it he's a donkey? Got, he's got multiple <laughs> animals. You know, of course you know. Yeah, he's got this like this whole. Animal collection. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. He, like like he'll a be zoo. At, yeah, he'll be at his dinner table eating a bowl of cereal, <laughs> and this donkey comes up like a dog would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would uh, what would Donkey Arnold sound like? <laughs> what else do you have, Kenny? I'm sure this conversation has happened between parents and kids all the time. The kids say. 
I don't want to go to college. I want to be a social media influencer. Well, now parents have the perfect retort because you can major in social media influencing at this college in Carlo, Ireland. It's I'm the still saying that. first ever major of its kind. Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm not a kid. Why not? <laughs> what are you saying? Social media influencer. I don't want to go to college. Well, I already went to college too late for that. But I wouldn't mind being a social media influencer. Yeah, I, I guess you could immediately think, well, how ridiculous is that? But they've had communications and broadcasting yeah. classes in colleges forever. And in a way, it's sort of a part of that new world. So there is certainly an art to it. And there's a lot of money to be made right. if you do it right. This particular college, Southeast Technical University in Ireland, had already offered a digital hustle summer crash course that was taught by TikTokers and field experts the last two years. But the college felt that they had enough to develop a full bachelor's degree and get it ratified. Hmm. Well, it's going to be an annoying class, but <laughs> more annoying than some of the English classes and math classes. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a toss up. Schools like University of Southern California, Cornell, Duke, Chapman University have all offered one-off courses in influencer strategy, but none, at least here in the United States or anywhere else for that matter, have offered a full major in this field. I do want to note that the social media marketing industry is valued at $21 billion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There, there are a lot of influencers now who didn't go to college who are teaching these courses. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious how this university is going to like sell for your degree that can be obsolete in a couple years. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's the worst idea. It's just yeah. gonna be Yeah, no, I'm just curious. Yeah, well, for sure. We're in this wild time. All of this new media, of course, things are gonna change in the schools too. Kenny, what else do you have? A family in Norway unearthed more than they expected when using a metal detector to search their yard for a lost earring. I know this story is going to end well because every metal detector story I ever hear ends with an amazing story. What happened? What'd they find? So they got a signal beneath a large tree behind their house. And when they dug down, they discovered relics from a Viking burial. Two huh. bronze ornaments that experts believe were once covered in gold. They're at least 1,200 years old dating back wow. to sometime between 793 A.D. and 1066 A.D. That's awesome. It's a great Once find. again, I'll say it again. i got to get a metal detector. It what am I waiting find. for? So these relics were discovered on the island of Jomfrenland, which is a remote island off the coast of Norway. They've never found Viking relics there before because, for the most part, this is a vacation island. From what mm -hmm. I understand, most people don't live there permanently, but they have vacation homes there. They also say that the fact that this was found in someone's yard is a good thing. A lot of times they find these Viking relics in farms, and because the farms are plowed fields, the artifacts get damaged. Mm. So these artifacts are in particularly good condition. Great. Cool. Kenny, what else do you have? <laughs> if you search carrot tan on TikTok... You said carrot tan? Carrot, carrot tan. Is that a new Netflix special? No. <laughs> no. Isn't he a comic? That's oh. Carrot Top. Oh, who yeah. He does yeah. have a pretty nice tan. Right. That's yes, why it was does. confusing. I like him. Yeah. So, Carrot, the, the vegetable, and tan, what usually happens when you spend some time in the sun. If you search that on TikTok, you'll see it's received 4.3 billion views and counting. So, I'm going to guess if you eat too many carrots, it can turn your skin like orangey. Is that right? Yeah. That's pretty much the answer's in the name, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what is the debate, whether it's real or not? Yeah, so Yahoo Style News... Wait, can I guess? 
has a whole. <laughs> are you doing the news? Or no, are I want. I want to guess because I have a reason why <laughs> okay. I believe this. So I believe it is real that your skin can change color if you have too many carrots. Right. Go that, ahead. that is true. So essentially, yeah, this yeah, yeah, feature right, right. in Yahoo Style News, they try to debunk these TikTok ten trends. But this one, they weren't able to debunk because it is indeed true. It started in July with lifestyle influencer Isabel Lux saying that her natural glow is the result of eating three large carrots a day for years. Whoa. Are there any like health side effects that are not good for so, doing all that? Carrots, sweet potatoes are high in beta carotene. And if you eat a lot of foods rich in beta carotene, it can cause a yellow-orange coloration of the skin. It's called carotemia. It isn't dangerous. However, nutritionists will warn you that if you eat too many carrots, then you're probably not eating enough of the other foods Mm. that your body needs. So always monitor what you're eating. Don't you want to know how I knew that? How did you know? (laughs) When I was a little boy... I ate too many carrots one time. No, you lie. No, I'm not kidding. My mom took me to the doctor because she didn't understand why my skin was changing color. And the doctor said, did he eat a lot of carrots? And she said, yeah. And they figured it out right there. <laughs> and it's a funny story in what? my family now. Everyone loves telling that story. Do you think that's why Trump is a little orange? He eats a lot of carrots? Trump? Yeah. I don't know if he's a carrots fan. I'm just thinking about that. You know, if you ever get the opportunity to interview him with this upcoming season, ask him that question. Okay. I I don't know if McDonald's serves carrots. Kenny, what else do you have? Have you heard of Michelin stars when it comes to, like, rating restaurants? Yes. Yeah, it's a funny story about that. There was a a restaurant in New York City, and it was a Michelin-rated restaurant. And someone, as a gift, gave me a $200 gift card to this restaurant. And I thought for sure, like, we'd have to go back twice (laughs) <laughs> the meal cost $375 for two people. It wasn't enough. So I got a gift card to go to one of these restaurants, and then I had to pay $175 for two people. You got a gift discount. Right. It, they gave me a coupon. Yeah, that's what you got. As a thank you, I was like, oh, I can't believe this. I wouldn't have probably paid 175 but It was wild. But they gave you an experience, too, because you definitely would have not gone there if you knew the meal was going to be $375. I couldn't believe it. So they they have, gave you an experience and a coupon. Their gift offended me. I was like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? You walked me into a trap. And there, were, there weren't a lot of people in this restaurant. No surprise. Right. And uh, the food was a little oily. They served me... It was a piece of an octopus, and it was like all black. It was like this squid ink. Something. Yeah. I was so grossed out. I was like, I don't even know if I want to eat this. And I love food. I'm a foodie. You know that. I know. This was too much for me. Oh, but go yeah. ahead. What about Michelin? Well, first of all, I didn't realize that it's the same company that makes tires. Michelin Tires and Get the Michelin Guide Get out of here. are the same. And they're expanding their brand. They've announced that in 2024, they're going to start awarding keys, not stars, to hotels around the world that meet their high standards. What came first? The tires or the the ratings? The I stars? Believe, I believe the tires. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. They Why had they a first from- drive to the hotels, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Duh. And the restaurants, right? <laughs> Kenny, what else is happening? In 2020, Apple bought the exclusive rights to stream the Peanuts holiday specials featuring Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the gang. Since then, Apple has made these specials available free to non-subscribers for short periods of time around Halloween, 
Thanksgiving, and Christmas. That's nice of them. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is October 21st and October 22nd. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is November 18th through the 19th, and a Charlie Brown Christmas is December 16th and 17th. Wow, they gave us two days. That's so nice of them. That's all you get for free. Thank you. What are we, pigeons? And they're just feeding us little streams? <laughs> yes. Come crumbs. on. You can't give crumbs. it to us for the season? <laughs> nope. No, we, we've got $80 billion. You get two days. Finish it in less than 48 hours. <laughs> Quickly. Come on. Holiday cheer. This is the TJ Show. Thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. Well, that's what's happening. This is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. I'm going to have to take a quick phone call. Let's hey, Mom, it. are you there? Hi, TJ. TJ's Hi, Jay, Bo, and Kenny. How are you? Mom, so Kenny was just talking about how it's been proven that carrots do change your skin color a little bit. And I was telling the story about when I was a kid because you always tell this story all the time. And so I thought you should just share with J-Bo and Kenny. They didn't think that this really happened to me. Yeah, well, it wasn't carrots. It was sweet potatoes, which has the same component of beta carotene, whatever, you know, that makes the orange. How did I get into too many sweet potatoes? Well, no, it was baby food, and I would feed you, and you, like, loved sweet potatoes, so I just kept feeding you that because you would eat them. And then all of a sudden, one day, you turned orange, and I was like, oh, my, what, what is this? And I took you to the pediatrician, and the doctor asked me what I was feeding you, and I said, sweet potatoes, and he said, that's why he's orange. <laughs> Well, there you go. Aw, that's you cute. You love telling that story, right, Mom? Yeah. yeah. It was, I, <laughs> I love hearing first, it. At first, it was scary, but I thought, what did I do? Because, yeah. you know, when you're a new mom, you don't know what, what you're doing, really. So sorry about that. No, it's fine. I mean... Aww. Anyway, but it, it, it probably protected you more anyway. That's it's true. It's supposed to be good for you. <laughs> By the way, um, do you want to say anything to Kenny? So if you remember... Uh, your husband, my dad, he didn't want to go to the doctor, and for three weeks he was walking around feeling horrible. And Kenny's dad sent a message. He needs to go because at this point in our lives, and I got to believe he's very similar in age to me, you really can't take chances anymore. You really can't be rolling those dice. So we forwarded that message right. along to my dad, and uh, and you heard that there, and it took Kenny's dad, a man that he doesn't know, to get him to finally go to the doctor. And how many times did you tell him to go to the doctor? Uh, more times than I can even keep track of and count. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He has a thick head. Well, no, he, no, he doesn't. I mean, he does have a thick head. He actually, he, uh, but this is a good thing. It's helped him on his job. You know, he's a window contractor, right. and sometimes behind our windows, you don't realize this because you just see your window. There are these big weights that okay. actually make your windows go up and down. I think that's how it works. And there have been times where he didn't realize the weights were in there. He cut through them, and one time one bashed him in the head, and he got oh, knocked no. out on the job. But his head took it. So you it's know, good so that he has a thick head. He's got a very thick, strong <laughs> yeah. head. So it's not a. You say it like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing, mom. Well, for that reason, it's a good thing. <laughs> but that time he got the weight hit hit on his. Maybe that's why he he doesn't. Uh, respond so quickly i don't know <laughs> oh man it was you, a 20 pound weight in the back of his head oh, so. man. were you you weren't celebrating that day were you <laughs> no. okay <laughs> i'm, I'm no. worried now no but even that wait a second even that day i i said to him he, he had to go to the emergency room he fought me on it he wouldn't go really and even they, back and, then you know when i 
yeah. And then finally I brought him to the ER and, I, and they had to do a scan of his head just to make sure nothing broke in there. Yep. You really can't be rolling those dice. Yep, you really can't be rolling <laughs> yeah, those dice. Your dad needs uh, Kenny's dad in his life. All right, Mom. Well, have, reminder. have a great day. How am I doing as a son? Oh, you're a wonderful son. Okay, good. That, and that's pretty impressive because I haven't called her in about seven days. It's a week. Oh. Yeah. Once yeah. a week is good. Well, I guess I'm calling her now. So yeah. it, the count resets. All right, Mom. See? Talk to you in a couple months. I mean, weeks. All right. Love you guys. Days. Love you. All right. Bye bye. Have a good day. Have a good bye. day. Bye. I want to welcome a guest to our show today. Gabby Conti is here. Hey, Gabby. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me, you guys. Gabby, I have your book here 20 Guys You Ooh. Date in Your 20s. You consider yourself an expert in dating. Because you've been on over 10,000 hours worth of dates. Is that true? That is true. I mean, it's it's an estimate. I'm not like, you know, clocking every single hour. <laughs> and it's also, it's based on Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. When you do something for 10,000 hours, you can consider yourself an expert. Oh, I got to give you a lot of credit. I think that's clever because you know we've all go, gone through our seasons of life where we're dating and sometimes it can just be the worst. And I feel like you got something out of it and you were able to turn it into a book and maybe people don't feel so alone after they're dating endlessly or seemingly endlessly with no results, not finding the one. You eventually got married and you're happy in your marriage, right? I am. I eventually got married, but it wasn't. It's funny because when I was writing the book, the last chapter is the guy who's your person, who was a guy I was dating when I got the book deal, who I thought I was going to marry. And then when I was writing the manuscript, we broke up. Oh, awkward. And oh, that's not good. Yeah. So I change. If you read the book, it's a little different. It's more like guy who's your person question mark. And it's kind of, I, I think the message ended up being better. It's all about how, you know, we don't, we, I didn't meet my person in my 20s. I met him in my 30s and how that's okay. And actually dating your 30s. 30s is really, really fun or dating at any age is really fun. And there really is no timeline. It's really more of a marathon than a race. And so you shouldn't be rushing to settle down because you're a certain age. Like that's just, you're going to end up attracting the wrong person. But as um, I was mending from the breakup, I ended up, I was starting to contribute to Cosmopolitan and I went on 30 dates in three days and mm. my husband was my 31st first date. So Look it was after I had written the piece. Isn't so, that great that yeah. you, you just went on that one more, you're like, I've been on enough, but I could squeeze in one more. Gabby, based on your experience, you had an interesting observation with all these dates that you were going on and being on all these dating apps. You suggest that people swipe right on the guys with bad pictures. Why is that? Well, yeah, my husband had horrible pictures and I actually, I met him on a dating app and I actually ended up swiping left on him at first, but there with a dating app, you can like redo the swipe. Oh, good. I think the reason why it's important to do that is because oftentimes people who have the perfect profile, like the perfectly curated photos, would that look the best? And I mean, even now with like AI photography, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, you, you really, you really could be swiping with a catfish or an AI fish, um, or you also could be swiping swiping with someone who knows they're attractive because if you find them so incredibly perfect, I'm sure hundreds of other people mm. find them perfect. Yeah. And then your messages are lost. And the reality is a majority of straight men do not know how to take a decent photo of themselves. So <laughs> if you can kind of tell that there's sure. something cute about them, don't be so judgy on the photos yeah. and try them and give them a chance because you might you're, you're more likely to be pleasantly surprised than you are to be disappointed when you swipe with someone who has a perfect profile. Gabby, don't you feel so relieved that these dates <laughs> are done already? Like I just love that I don't have to date anymore. 
Mm, me too, but I do I do kind of miss like there there was something fun about like swiping on dating Speak apps. For yourself. I, I mean I was horrified. I played the numbers when I was swiping uh I just swipe right, 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 and see what happened. And I met my husband Archie on a dating app, and so that worked out. I put in my hours too. Well, there's a competing book. See? Always go right. It's a yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabby, now that you're done dating so much, you have time for other projects and other things. And I think that's something that's really cool. So you were formerly is it right? You were a producer for Comedy Central. Oh, no. Um, I was more of a PA, um, executive assistant, and then a talent coordinator. So okay, that's, well, that's the high, the highest rank I got was a talent coordinator. Whatever. <laughs> you were under the umbrella of things. comedy and, yeah, you know, everything. Yeah. We just, we say these things so people go, oh, whoa. Well, right. No, I mean, it was, it was such an honor to work yeah. for Comedy Central. Um, Gabby, you wrote a podcast. This is an interesting trend that's happening in podcasts where there are scripted podcasts. It's not just people talking and, you know, doing the type of stuff that we do or maybe doing an interview. You wrote something because you're a writer and it's called Bad Influencer. Yes. So what I've heard, Bad Influencer, the podcast show, it seems like you're highlighting the double life of a social media influencer. The good, which is what they post, and then the stuff they're not posting, which is like staying in a really small, not so nice hotel, but it has a great view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is the behind the gram, behind the post. Um, and also that when people seem too perfect on social media, there's probably a backstory there. I don't consider myself an influencer, but I've also been to like more influencer events than I can count. So I feel like I've really experienced that life firsthand and also kind of seeing it in Los Angeles. It sounds like you kind of are one, right? I mean, that I, technically. I, I, I think if I am one, I think I'm a bad influencer. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting. We were just hearing about a story yesterday where there's now a way to major as an influencer at a college in Ireland. And Ooh. it's it, but there's so much money in this. And it's a really fascinating world that we're watching grow right before our eyes. So this is a, an interesting podcast and you wrote it. And I'm curious to check more of it out. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. It's nice to meet you. And it's so nice to meet you. I've uh, thumbed through your book and I, I want to read a list in a few moments, if you're cool yeah. with it. Um, yeah, sure. Can I take it, just rip it right out of your book? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so it's I about- have, I have my copy here. I can read along with yeah, you. I'm holding my copy <laughs> in my hand. Um, I want to go to a page about how to tell the difference between boys and men. The guy who's older, that's in that chapter. So real quick, before we move on to the book, back to Bad Influencer, mm -hmm. the podcast yeah. show. You know, when you read something or hear something and you connect with it, you're like, oh my gosh, this was written for me. You know, who, who is this written for? Yeah, no, I think I really wrote this for millennials um, because there's also that theme in there that I've experienced now in my 30s where like Gen Z loves to call us old yeah. and like uncool and like we don't get it. So it's definitely written for millennials, I would say. It's like a love letter to millennials. There's so many nostalgic references and not only references, also we were so lucky to get an amazing guest stars. I mean, we have Prez Hilton and Christy Carlson Romano. And then um, also we have Dumois, who was incredible. And I feel like Dumois also caters to a millennial audience. And then I also have Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules, who's a good friend. And it was just, I'm so lucky that we had these incredible What do you um, want people cameos. to take away from it? I want them to take away from it that you can do whatever you want to do, but that also don't change yourself. Don't change who you really are. And that sometimes being away from the internet and being away from social media could actually be a good thing and that you want to always strive for genuine connections and genuine friends. Um, and don't turn your back on the friends that have always been there for you. 
Gabby, awesome. there's a lot of focus. You just brought it up in the uh, influencer world of just like staying young and cool. And you always want to seem so cool. Now I'm excited to get old. So I would not work as an influencer. Is that right? Well, I don't, there are, there are influencers of all different ages, but yeah, I do think the influencer thing is a little, it does end up skewing a little younger, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties, but we made, we made these characters 27, which I think, well, I mean, one of them might be older than that, but, um, 27, I think is such an interesting age because it's like, you are no longer like you're, you're about to leave your twenties. There's a lot of pressure to like figure out your life. You feel like 30 is like, you have to have it all figured out by 30. Um, but you're, and you still feel young, but there are younger people coming up behind you who call you old. <laughs> it's like this constant war to seem younger and younger and younger. And I just keep saying, I hang out with 70 year old dudes and I love hearing what they have to say. And love I don't that. care. Uh, Gabby, I'm excited to check this out. Bad influencers search for it in most major podcasting platforms and it'll pop up there, right? Yes, it'll pop up there. We're on Apple. We're on Apple. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music, and we're also on YouTube. And we could really use your help on Apple right now because I just checked. We're twenty five in fiction podcasts, and our goal is to hit top twenty by the end of the week. Great! So that's very exciting. Well, yeah. congratulations on that success. That's Thank cool. Thank you. Gabby's a writer. She wrote a book, Twenty Guys You Date in Your Twenties. And there's one page in here. I wanted to read through this list. Uh, you do a comparison of how to tell the difference between boys and men. Yes. <laughs> because when you're out dating, I mean, J-Bo, did you want to date a boy when you were dating or did you want to find a man? I want to find a man. Yeah, I thought this was a, a pretty good list here. And Kenny, you Dude. sometimes wonder if you're still a boy. You're in your 30s. Uh, yeah, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> Is that unattractive to you, Gabby, when someone talks like that in their 30s? Toys R Us I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Very much. Like when they play too many video games, you know, that's, that's probably for me. What about Sorry. Harry Potter? An unhealthy obsession you know with what? Harry Potter. It's so, my husband is obsessed with Harry Potter. I never read the books, but now I, he's making me watch all the movies. So, I mean, I guess never say no, right? <laughs> Maybe we a Harry Potter man. <laughs> Harry Potter, we're actually dressing up as Hermione, Harry, and our cat's going to be Ron because we have an orange tabby for Halloween this Adorable. year. Adorable. So. Nice. Okay, well, maybe this whole segment turns around to picking on Kenny because <laughs> we'll do a comparison here. So on your list in your book, and you consider yourself a dating expert because you've been on about 10,000 hours worth of dates, you've shared your observations about the difference between boys and men. Boys say, mm-hmm. let's do shots, and yes. men say, let's grab dinner. Yes, right. definitely. Mm-hmm. Boys drink to get drunk. Men drink to unwind. Or they don't drink at all. (laughs) Boys still talk about college as if it were yesterday. Oh my gosh, yes. And uh, men are ashamed of their college days. Man, I'm I'm starting to think I'm a man. You're a man, TJ. Kenny, how you feeling? Not not a shame, but also could be like, it's just not their entire personality, you know? (laughs) I'm pretty embarrassed about what I did in college. Okay, that's good. Good job, Kenny. Boys follows whatever his friends are doing without question. Men leads conversations and makes plans. Boys brags about what they did last night and men are modest about their impressive accomplishments. Boys only watch reality TV and or sports. Men watch documentaries. Kenny, where do you think you land on that? See, I, I think I encompass a lot of those either ors. I like sports, reality television, and I love documentaries. I watch all of it. So he's a well-rounded human being. There yes. you go. I love that. <laughs> yes, producer Heather. <laughs> I think I'm a boy. Uh-oh. Oh, stop. 
<laughs> You're a mess. You know what? Also, even though I wrote this from a single uh, straight female perspective, I do think that these go, uh, they go, they go for anyone. I feel like they're universal. Well, listen, it's a, a fun little book. My, my wife saw this and was like, where did you find oh. this? It's this big pink book with all these <laughs> drawings in it. I'm like, she's like, are you starting to date again? I'm like, no, no, no. This is, yeah, yeah I gotta, you gotta understand. I'm talking to Gabby and she went on 20 oh. dates and, you know, and then wrote a book. So I explained it. Check out Bad Influencer. This is the podcast that it's a scripted podcast that Gabby wrote. It's so great to meet you. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. A lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, and also 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s is also an audiobook. But I definitely recommend getting a physical copy because it's so like interactive with the charts and quizzes and everything. Did you read the audiobook? Did I yes, I did. Is that a very slow, annoying process to like have to read through a whole book? It's different. Um, mine didn't take as long as most books do because there's so many like visuals. Um, it took a day for me, but I know a lot of people it takes longer. Whoa. You read a book yeah. in a day? That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Have a good one. Hopefully we cross paths again. Yes, I would love that. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 